grave digger. When you dig my grave, make it shallow so that I can feel the rain. Grave digger. I love this Disney movie. Mind Gap Podcast. Guys, welcome to Mind Gap. I'm Doug. I'm Justin. And we are here with you to talk to you about things. And stuff. And all of those items on the agenda. Yes, all the stuff and things. All right, meeting minutes starting now. Old business. (laughs) (laughs) Anyone? Anyone? No old business? Oh, no one has a disagreement about a previous throwdown that we did? No. Eric Dresner. Eric. (laughs) You think David from Legion can beat Xavier? You're probably right, but that's not the point. It's not in the, that's not in the canon that we've seen so far. Yes. Right? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. I still haven't seen Legion, so I need yeah. to watch that. So get off your ass. Handmaid's Tale is getting good, though. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. You need to, you need I, to watch uh, it. I finished, I finished One Punch Man. Oh, I need to watch Yeah, I need to go back. You know what's really funny about that? I saw a video the other day that Bill Burr posted. Apparently, Bill Burr watches One Punch Man, and I about shit myself. Really? He's talking about it on his podcast. I... That surprises me. Yeah, I'm, I was shocked. I'm not going to lie. That really surprises me. He said, he goes, you wouldn't believe the shit I got in emails from people. He goes, I got people that were like, dude, what the fuck's wrong with you, man? Like, what the <laughs> fuck are you doing? And other people were like, Bill, I never knew you were into anime. That's so cool. He goes, because it's apparently not a cartoon. It's anime. You know? <laughs> and he was like, he goes, man, I just saw it on there. He goes, it got like, it had like five stars. And he's like, I, I just figured, ah, what the hell? And he, it's so funny because I can't imagine him watching this and liking no, it. No, at, at all. all. But he was like really into it. He was like, I watched like three episodes. I'm like, really? He goes, yeah, man. He started like really digging in deep to like what he felt like the what the metaphors were and the themes of the show. <laughs> and I was like, this is amazing. I'm good for him. Like that's, <laughs> that's really impressive. It was so like I can't he, that's a man that I can't figure out. Yeah. I cannot figure out where he stands on anything because I feel like <clears> he's <throat> been pretty pretty clear about where he, he stands on most things. Well, but no, but I'm saying like you like uh, let me rephrase that. <laughs> I can't figure out what path he I don't know, like identifies with cuz there's some like he'll say one thing and then he'll say something else that should theoretically contradict this first thing. Like all the all the stuff he talks about and all the his stance on everything and how stupid he thinks people are and this and this and then he watches an anime show completely contradicts like the type of person that usually has this other mindset. So Sounds like you're describing me, Justin. He's a complete he's a walking contradiction and I've I I think he's fantastic, but I just cannot figure I can't crack that nut open and like plot out the data points for him. Why are you trying to pigeonhole him, Justin? I'm trying to plot out his data points. You're trying to pigeonhole him. You say pigeonhole, I say plot out data points. <laughs> now I can't figure you out. Since when have you say plot out the data points? <clears throat> I'm just saying, Doug, that's what I do for a living. I plot out data points. <laughs> I just thought that was so funny because it's something that you never would have guessed from him. But I will, t- I will give him credit for the stuff where he tries to push himself outside his comfort zone. That is, yeah. For comedic material. Yeah. Because that's where he he's basically like, you know what? Uh, I'm going to go learn how to fly a helicopter. Right. We'll see what that's going to be like. I'm sure I could milk some material out of this and well, that's what there's a there's a, a book that i have called the artist's way and it talks about just your creativity and like how like 
being an artist and how you kind of get ideas and how you because a lot of a lot of people the the biggest thing we might have talked about this in the podcast before but the biggest thing for people is that they they may have the ideas but they have no execution they have no mm-hmm. follow through so it's like it basically it lays out like here's it lays out challenges for you and stuff like you know you you know come up with six things of a week or six ideas and then three of those you have to actually execute or do this or that one of the things they talk about is your what what they refer to as like the creative well and if you keep taking water from it eventually it goes dry unless it somehow gets replenished so mm-hmm. this to that to his point like he's going out and experiencing he's learning how to fly helicopters watching anime he plays the drums he goes to sporting events, he you know uh, he'll drink for a while. He won't drink for a while. He mm-hmm. so doing all these he things. He got married. He had a kid. Did he have a kid? Yeah, he's, he's a daughter. Shut up. Yeah, I it's, I've been out of touch with his podcast for a while. Apparently, yeah. well, I listened to his podcast for at least nine months. I've been out of touch with his podcast. I haven't listened to his podcast in a while. But I had no idea he had a kid. Yeah. Wow. Did they adopt or did they actually no, had it? Actually had it. Wow. Yeah. Good. Well, kudos. Congrats, Bill. Yeah, exactly. Because like, you listen to this podcast. Yeah, because it was like, he, this could be interesting for him now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it, you, well, you said yourself, like, it was interesting how you thought your, um, I always forget this word, uh, your sensibilities. Your, <laughs> how your alacrity might change. You were, you were wondering how your sensibilities might change once you had your daughter. And yeah. so that's, it's just interesting to see where maybe he'll go. Do you feel yeah. like your like things have changed for you? I because you were you, you had talked about it prior to Natalie being born. I yeah. don't know if we really opened that up after. I feel like I'm desperately clinging to the fact where I still want to be able to play games or watch movies where kids get hurt and I don't feel bad about it because it doesn't have that sort of emotional connection. Because I remember I brought this up in a previous podcast, but um, Dead Island. It was that trailer where like basically the kid turns into a zombie, attacks right. her dad, and basically falls out of a window. Right. And there was this video of reaction of a guy watching. And he watched about ten seconds, and he's like, "I can't watch this." And he got up and walked away. I'm like, "I don't want to be that guy." Right. And I don't, I don't. I'm not disrespecting him. I'm just like, I don't want that to ultimately consume because being a parent, those thoughts are in there all the time, no I'm, matter what. No like, doubt there, there's yeah. something that's going to happen at any point in time. This could happen. You just invent things, and it's horrible. It's yeah. a god awful thing. Um, but I was actually I played this game uh, called Inside. Okay. Uh, in parentheses of you, I, no. I thought I figured it was as much. Yeah, uh, it's actually it's a, it's a head type. It's a really cool. Uh, <laughs> it's it's a tentacle game. It's a tentacle game. Um, it's really um, it's it's a really cool indie game. There's no dialogue, at okay, all. and most of the time your objective is just to move right on the screen. I know I'm selling this pretty hard right now, but here's a this cool sounds thing. just as fun as the typing game that you told yeah. me about. Oh yeah, the mud. <laughs> Woo. Um, so. But the game literally starts, you play as a, a, a young boy, the game starts, there's no like cinematic, you basically start the game, and in bright, bold red colors, it, it says inside. And then the game just starts. Okay. And you're a boy who comes down from the left side of the screen, down a hill, and you just start. All right. And you start moving right. <clears throat> and you've got obstacles to and overcome? And you're in the woods, and you're just like, all right, okay. And then as you're going along, you start seeing really weird shit. Like, one of the first things you see is... There's a uh, almost like a U-Haul truck uh, being loaded up with a bunch of people, and the people just kind of look like they have their heads down or whatever. And right. then like two dudes in white masks shut the door on the on the truck and it drives off, and you're just like running through the forest, and you're like, "What was that? What's going on here? Like yeah. I don't okay." And then as you're running along, you realize that these guys are in the woods and they like they notice you at some point and they try to chase you. Okay. And you're like, oh, okay. 
And if they catch you, like they do, like I, I got, like I was running and I didn't realize that there was a, a big like branch and I tripped over and the guy got me. And he like started like choking my my kid out. No like, shit. Like blah 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 blah, and it like faded to black. And then I got started at the last checkpoint. I was like, Jesus Christ! I didn't expect that. Yeah. Or they release dogs, and if the dogs get you, they just fucking like chomp out your throat, <laughs> like. Wow. All right. So they don't pull punches on. Or this it's game. like there's these guys like on this truck. And I just, I just, I run and I run in front of like their headlights and it's just plap, plap, plap. I get shot and I'm like, fuck me. Like, this is serious shit right here. All right. So I was like, <laughs> okay. Such a random, all right. It's kind of like a puzzle game more yeah. or less. You got to figure out how to get around certain areas and how to unlock doors and things like that. You figure out how to not die. Yeah. Things yeah. like that too, because it's kind of important not to die. It's kind of like life. Yeah. Right. Life's a puzzle game. How do you but, not die? But as you go along, you start seeing more and more odd things. And it gets really, it has a very odd ending. It's a very weird ending. Okay. But it's also very cool. It was a gift. It's just a dance party at the end. It's just, yeah. Bunch a of very tel- odd ending. Bunch of Teletubbies come out. Exactly, yeah. A couple clowns. Which, speaking of Teletubbies, um, I noticed there's a mod for Left for Dead where the zombies are Teletubbies. I'm very interested in this. Yes. Uh, it looks terrifying. The witch is a sandwich. <laughs> the hunter is a hot dog. Oh. My God! Yes, and the smoker is Snoop Dogg. <laughs> I have to find this. That is amazing. It's that's amazing, terrifying, and hilarious at the same time. <laughs> that changes the whole tone of the game. Yeah, I was I was <laughs> watching and I was like, "This is horrifying!" Oh my God! And there's like, <laughs> that's amazing. It's it's a really weird like you remember the pills you can take in the game to basically give yourself some like temporary yeah, yeah. health. Well, when you when you pull up the pills, it's actually like the top part is one of the other characters that you're playing with, and you just like consume it, and you hear him go, "Ah!" I'm like, "That was fucked That's up." That's a weird mod. Yeah. That's weird. What just happened? Jesus Christ! And then there's also a mod for Team Fortress Two. It's called uh, Prop Hunter, and there's people that are like soldiers and pyros, and uh, everyone else plays as like um, like <laughs> the background items in the level, like. A bag of flour, what, or like a post, or like grass, or a bush, and the goal is you have to survive the round without the other people finding you and like lighting you on fire. So you just so if you're a bush, you just try to like you try to be a bush. You try to be a bush. So the pyros are just going around, just spraying all the bushes. And you can spray- move to different spots. Oh my god, that's insane! It's but it's like I'm like this. Where is this? I need to find this. God damn it! Yes, I need to get back on and play this. I was like, I want to play this. This sounds hilarious and amazing. <laughs> it's so awesome. Yeah. Yes. So I was watching a video of that. I'm like, whoa, 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 what, what, what's going on here? I love this. Oh, my God. It's amazing. So that way, kids. Yes. Um, the <laughs> reason why I brought that up was in with Inside, you're playing as this boy, and you're trying to go through and do all these sorts of things. And the first time that that guy, like, grabbed the kid, like, choked him out, I was like, fuck, what is happening here? Yeah, yeah. And I felt that first twinge of, like, ooh, that's awful. But I was like, no, nah, it's cool. It's a game. It's no big deal. No one like, died. No, yeah, yeah, it's 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 part of the game. It's part of the atmosphere. I'm like, it's cool. It's all right. It's not uh, over the top for the sake of being over the top. In fact, it enhances the story in my mind. Just knowing that you know whatever these There's guys are doing is nefarious, and I don't know what it is. Right. And <clears throat> it's you know you just kind of have to figure it out. Yeah. Um. But it's it, I don't feel like that sort. Of, I definitely find myself more emotionally aware of certain themes in movies. Or media, like um, there was this uh, movie I watched called uh, Monster. It's an, one of those A24 movies. 
It's okay. Yes. Is, that, is that the one where the mom and daughter are in a mm-hmm. car? Yes. Did that come out already? Yes. Jesus, man, I can't keep track of this shit. It was. Uh, I would say the first three quarters of it's good, but it, it, the ending is just. Do they show like, the monster? Well, the monster's not bad. Oh, um, it's okay. But I was just kind of expecting something because everything it paralleled. Basically, the girl's mother is a raging alcoholic, and you get snapshots <laughs> in their life. Oh, so it's an allegory it. for. For yeah, yeah okay. for the alcoholism and things like that. But you see this girl who's like has a complicated relationship with her mother. Her mother's basically driving her to uh the girl to her dad. Okay. And they've they've divorced and she basically is gonna just drop her with her dad for the weekend and yeah. they're, they're fighting. Yeah. Because yeah. this the girl's mother like was super late getting up and waking up and the girl feels more like the parent than the mother. Sure. Okay. So you get to see these insights to this relationship and about how at one point in time the mother promised that she was going to stop drinking but then she didn't and like the sort of stuff that happened around that. So that stuff was really powerful to me and I'm like, man, that sort of stuff hits me more because I'm like, oh shit, like, you know, yeah. you don't want that sort of relationship to happen, you know, with your kid and things like that or there's just certain situations where you you know, people talk about having lost a child or something that affects me a little bit more. Before, I'd be like, man, that fucking sucks. And I, it did. It sounded like it But now it's like I have an inside look at, like, what that would be like. Right. If Natalie, for some reason, something horrible happened to her, I'm like, oh, my God, that would just leave such a hole in my life. It's, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Ugh, like, it's just a horrible thing. So I understand why people are like, yeah, I can't watch this. Like, can't do it. Yeah. It's too much. It's just, no. You so know. you're 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 you have felt the beginnings of it, but have not fully immersed in it. Yeah, You've yeah. still been able to keep a separation. And I think it's important to feel that stuff. Of this too. is cinema, yeah. and it's not. Yeah, yeah. As long as it's to me, I'm like, all right, just you know, let's <laughs> try kid get blown up for the sake of it. I'm like, eh, unless it's funny. Um, uh, yeah, well, yeah, naturally. No, I'm on board for it. But like, it's one of those things where um, I can ign- I can I think I can distance myself. Like, I want to be immersed in some sort of, like, video game or TV show or movie so that I can feel whatever right. it is I'm supposed to feel or however, however I'm feeling. Um, but I can also, like, I feel like right now just um, I can distance myself from it to enough to be like, this is part of the story. Right. And it's hard. It's just like, you know, um, Saving Private Ryan. That part in the movie at the very end where the guy slowly gets stabbed in the chest with a knife. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, when I was growing up, I could not watch that. I would just fast forward to that part. I'm like, I cannot watch this part. Because it was that – kudos to everyone on that movie because that was a really intense scene. Even yeah. to this day, it, yeah. you're just, you watch that and you're just like, fucking Christ. Like, well, <laughs> you remember it was last year um, when Natalie was very young. We were watching Safe at Private Ryan <laughs> and we took that video. You and I? Her. No, it was Jill. Oh, you? Was like, oh, yeah. Jill, Natalie, and I. Jill had never seen it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm like, well, we're going to watch this. How did she make it this far without seeing it? I have no That's idea. That's insane. It's probably not in her wheelhouse, but I was like. It's the same as me making it this far without seeing The Sixth Sense. In exactly. fairness, yeah. Yeah. It was so funny because like, we were watching the opening bit, and like there was a video of Natalie just sitting on my lap going. <laughs> and you hear in the background, here, oh, my God. <laughs> ah! <And> she's just. <laughs> <laughs> like just, just so funny. It's one of my favorite videos because it's the background. Like, right. what are you guys watching? Saving Private Ryan. Saving Private Ryan. Oh, great. Yeah. Family. Family Sunday. Family movie night. Exactly. It's just like, oh my god. But that that scene in that, I remember. I was like, okay. I'm. Gonna, I told myself, I'm like, you're gonna watch this because you haven't watched this in a long time. Yeah. And I was like, I can see it's it's not as intense now because I can tell. I'm looking at it from like, how do they pull this off? Right, yeah. Well, you're looking like, at it yeah. from a filmmaking perspective now, yeah. like as a movie fan and not yeah. just a kid who's like, holy shit. Yeah. I remember seeing Saving Private Ryan when I was, God, I was probably, I don't know, when did that come out? That was, 
What year did that come out? I think it was late '90s, wasn't it? It had to have been late '90s. Yeah. So I was I was I was under seventeen. So I know it was rated R. I was under seventeen. My mom and stepdad took me to see it though, right? Because he's a huge like history yeah. buff, and so we went and saw. And it was you know it was kind of the touted as like the movie of the year when it came out. And, and yeah. in fairness, it was it was one of the biggest movies you know to, to up to that point. Um, not really, but you know what I mean. No, um, it was yeah, yeah. It was there's a reason why it won Oscar. Exactly. Yeah. So, <clears throat> um, I feel like it also kind of kicked off a whole. Because Band of Brothers followed that, and like I feel like it kicked off a a small resurgence of World War Two period kind of pieces. Why do we always just go back to World War Two? I don't know, dude. Those video games, like Call of Duty and stuff like that, in in Medal of Honor. Yeah, like I just saw like the next Call of Duty is going to be World War Two again. I'm just like we've done this. How many more things can we do? Yeah, I'm there was sh- one <laughs> game I saw that that followed. Sorry, there was a, one or two games I saw that were World War One. There's one game the History Channel put it out, and it was for the Civil War, oh boy. and it looked like the most boring game you've ever seen. Line up, right? Shoot, muskets, <laughs> reload. Two Line minutes up. later, shoot, <laughs> right? Cannons, <laughs> right? But I want to come back to that. But yeah. the uh, the Saving Private Ryan. So we went, and I remember afterwards. We went out to eat, and I could not stop talking about the violence because to yeah. that point, I hadn't really seen a sure. lot of rated R movies. Like it's just it wasn't what I did at that time, right? And I just kept talking. And I remember distinctly my mom going, "Like I can't remember how the conversation went, but I remember her saying, and I'm paraphrasing, something to the effect of." We should not have brought you to this movie <laughs> because I couldn't stop talking about like, did you see when the guy's guts were hanging out and his arm was blown off? And I was and like, I just kept going at dinner and she's just like, God damn it. Why did we bring you to this movie? Oh, man. And but it was it was it was so jarring. And the thing was, I think what they what they accomplished was showing the realism. Mm-hmm. It's not this glamorous. We're running up the front lines and we're not getting hit. We're just seeing dudes with their guts spilled out, and I think that yeah. was one of the things. But again, as a kid, to your point with that heart scene, I was just the whole movie. I was like, "What the fuck am I watching? This yeah. is insane! Yeah. This is insane!" No, that's a good point talking about just because, especially. I remember watching a documentary a while back, and it was talking about um, how violence in movies, like they said, it was worse for PG thirteen movies because no blood or anything that was shown, right? So, and they showed a clip <clears throat> right. of, like, Goldeneye, where, like, James Bond just has, like, a gun, and he shoots a whole bunch of people, and they just fall over. Right. They go, he goes, ah! yeah. yeah, he goes, that is more detrimental, because no one sees really what happens when someone gets shot. Right. Like they don't, for them, it's like, oh, cool, I just kill a bunch of people, and I move on. Right, right. Whereas, right. when you see something like Saving Private Ryan, like, not only that, but the way in which people die, too. Like, in that same sequence, just before that guy gets stabbed, he's in there with another guy. Yep. And, um... The other guy gets shot in the throat, and, and he just, lands on the ground, and yeah. he's like slowly like suffocating yeah. and dying, and then he's and he's just rolling there, just going. Oh, it's like that's that's, that's real reality, yeah. Or you saw or the you people know, who get shot on the beach, and they're kind of convul- they're, yeah. they're they're going into shock and they're convulsing, and yeah, it, it's nothing. There's nothing easy or pretty about or the about fact, that. Yeah, yeah, as a medic, it's like who do you decide you know to work on? Right, like, exactly. prioritizing. You know, this one's like all right, this 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 one, he's gone. Like. Give him morphine. Nothing basically. we can do. Yeah, ease yeah. his pain. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like what? Or even I hate to even bring this up, but I watched it relatively recently. Like Pearl Harbor. <laughs> it's not a good movie. Get out. <laughs> not a good movie. But there's a point where, uh, oh, what's her name? I don't know. Whatever the girl who plays the nurse, Liv Tyler. Is no. she in that? No. No. You're thinking of Armageddon. Armageddon. Yeah. Um. Uh. Shit. Uh. Kate Beckinsale. Okay. That's what it is. 
she the, the, all these people are coming into the hospital because they've all just been like whatever nuked nuked is not the right word bombed, bombed. um but and they're like we don't have enough room. They're like so you have to decide who gets to come in. Right. So she's like she takes her lipstick out and if they don't have a mark of lipstick, they she can't let them, they can't they can't come in. So she's deciding literally who's going to get treatment. The and who's fate not. of yeah yeah. It's like whoa, that was kind of you know that sort of responsibility and, this, yeah. and it's true because you don't have enough supplies, you don't have enough uh, uh, people to doctors, nurses, whatever to do that sort of stuff and what it takes. And I think it's really important, especially in our culture to show that sort of stuff. Like it's really important because I know people talk about, you know, Oh, you know, violence, whatever we, I'm like, you should see the consequences of that so that, you know, if for some reason you were going to, you know, pull a gun on someone and then pull the trigger. Right. Like you need to know what that that's like. Right. And what that does to people. And then not only that, but if you put that in perspective, you realize why people are so fucked up when they come back from war. Yeah. Well, I would say that, and I would, I mean, now we're getting into the political realm, mm-hmm. which we're, we'll we'll dip our toe into. But mm-hmm. I uh, and I'll probably piss some people off with this, but you know you can you can write me letters if you want. Um, <clears throat> the people the 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 people who are pro life and the people who are pro gun, right? So they want they want to make it. Then there are some people who they have the the woman has to uh, either like they, they want to make her witness. Like hold the, the the fetus once it has been aborted and brought out, and they're bury like, it, and all bury that it, or carry it to term, or or you know whatever, or watch the full process. Basically, they want to shame this person after during what they're doing. But with guns, you know, there's oh, let everyone have a gun. I think people should be forced to sit down if that's the case. If we're going to make you know people who are are choosing to get an abortion do that. People who are looking to get a gun need to sit down and watch some of the most gruesome, violent gun videos that you can find and see what kind, what actually – what a gun will do. Mm-hmm. I, I think that is completely fair. If you're going to make one person watch one thing, you make another person watch the same thing. I get your logic there. You know what the I mean? The hypocrisy of it. Yeah. But I, you know, when it comes to gun stuff, I realize that gun, it's like saying butt stuff. Guns. When it comes to gun, you know, butt just stuff, light gun play. You know, <laughs> you know, just to warm up, like gun just, play. Yeah. small arms play. You just, know, just touch the trigger real quick. <laughs> just, just finger it. We're not, we're not talking about you know the assault rifles. Just, just small arms. Just small arms. You know, pistols. You know, whatever. Something you can keep close to your hip. <laughs> but not, not the dirty hairy guns or anything like that. You know, um, but um, I feel like most majority of people that own guns are fine. Like, I really don't think, like, I, I feel like it sucks when most cases because you're dealing with the bad apples. You're dealing, you're dealing yeah. with 1% in either case. They're the loudest. I mean, the... Literally. I, yeah, I guess that's, that's the, the thing I guess I'm, I'm, I suppose I'm generalizing it's, is that... It's tough because... It's the squeakiest all you, wheel. All you hear is like, oh, fuck, this person had an AR-15 assault rifle and they right. were just going to town and this person did this, this person did that. I'm like, yeah... But there are millions of people that are licensed gun owners that are resp- responsible. But I'm talking. To, I'm talking about those those that are responsible, but still are yeah, jam it down your throat. Again, it's it's the same concept as a as a Bible beater. Like yeah. you know, I'm I'm yes, have your religion. Absolutely, I have no problem with it. But do not force it on me. Well, it's the same thing where the where was the the potential legislation where it's like, oh, if men want to get Viagra, then they have to go through consult with a doctor. 
Um, you know. Oh, same yeah. thing with like uh, the birth control exactly. pills. Right, exactly. Like yeah. that, it was the idea where it's like, yeah, I'm for that too. Like, I mean, if, if, if you're if, gonna if you're gonna put through one group through this, you know, I, again, I get I get the right. point. It's like, hey, the hypocrisy is is there, and it's it's not fair, right? And that sort of regard. But I feel like sometimes too, it's real easy to focus on all that sort of stuff and realize. And I can see why those millions of people are like, dude, don't 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 crack down on what I'm doing because I'm doing it right. You know what I mean? I can see where they're coming from. We're like, dude, I go on a hunt. I kill the animal. Like, I have respect for this. Like, we we love doing this sort of stuff. Like, right. this is what we do. And I'm like, eh, who am I to be like, hey, motherfucker? But it's like, because then you got to find the root of it is like, what is really causing, you know, there's always going to be some asshole out there that's going to fuck shit up. Abuse, it was like whatever. that in school. Yeah. You get a privilege. One person fucking just ruins it, and then right. everyone else loses it. You give him an inch, it takes a like, foot. Yeah. This person's like, Oh no! Like I'm trying to think of a good example off the top of my head, but I guess I'm thinking like I, I can think of a perfect one. Yeah. We in in grade school we had um, in Schaumburg. There's a surprising number of creeks mm-hmm. um, or cricks. Yeah, as you guys Crickers. in Missouri. Crickers. Um Shout out to Sydney. <laughs> um, shout out to Missouri and Arkansas. <laughs> uh, no, so uh, in in Schaumburg, uh, in our grade school, <clears throat> we had a big field. And we were we were told like yeah you guys can go like there was the there was the actual schoolyard there was the playground next to it like where like the kickball courts were and everything then there was the playground then there was a field and then there was the creek mm-hmm. so we were told you know at a certain time you could only go into the the playground then we were told you can you know you guys can play in the field you can play you know flag football or whatever you want to do but don't go in the creek and of course there's someone who went cool if we can go in the field I'm gonna go I'm gonna go right to the edge. You know, and then I'm going to go maybe put a foot in. Or maybe I'm going to go walk along. Those are the kids you want to beat with a stick. And they took, yeah, you give them an inch, they took a foot, and then everyone, they were like, great, now you guys are restricted back to this thing. So it's it's the one kid, you know, or the group, a small group of kids that, that went just a little too far with it. It's one thing if it's kids because you're like, ah, they're learning, they're exploring boundaries. It's when adults do that sort of shit that pisses me off. Yeah, that too. People are looking to be like, because their philosophy is if there's an exa- if there's an advantage or if there's something that the system has allowed for this to happen, right, exactly. then I'm going to do it. Yeah. I'm like, no. like yeah. that's It's the same people that take advantage of bugs in video games that are just like, well, it's a bug in a game, so they, the developers obviously want this to be here, so I'm going to do it. I'm like, no. It's like in Counter-Strike, um, people would always use this sniper rifle where if it's like one hit, you're dead. Yeah. And I just refuse to use it. Yeah. And it was stupid of me because I'm just like it is, and it's been in the game since day one. Still is today. They use it competitive play. Everyone does it, but I'm just like, no, I'm sorry. I just feel like it's dumb because people just get a bunch of those and they hang back and yeah. they just like snipe all the time. Yeah. It's, it hits through walls and it's just it's overpowered. I'm yeah. like, I don't. I'm going to use the golden gun. I'm going to use another gun where it's at least two hits to the chest, or if you get a headshot, they're dead. Right. Like so, it requires a little more skill. I'm just like, I don't. I'm not doing that. Or this other game, Dawn of War, where one particular race could summon this giant avatar of this giant, like, Godzilla-like. I shouldn't say Godzilla. He wasn't really a lizard. But it was, like, this giant monster. Yeah. And no other faction in the game had access to this thing. So I'm like, I'm not using this. This is this is because it regenerates. It's one thing if you just you build it and then it, it like it never regenerates and right. it will die. You get to use it once. You get to yeah. use it and it's like you can kind of like make a push. But people would they would get it, they would do some damage, they'd pull it back, let it heal, and they'd go. And I'm just like, what? They're like, well it's in the game. I'm like, well, I don't care. It's like it's stupid. It's a huge <laughs> advantage 
that I feel like no one else gets. Yeah. I'm like, I don't like to use that. Yeah. So in real life, it's the same thing. People are like, well, there's loopholes in the tax code, so I'm going to take advantage of it. I'm like, no. Like, you guys realize that stuff like taxes, while they suck, they're there so that we can have nice things as a collective, as a society. Right. So to take advantage of that, it's fucking stupid. And I would say the same thing to the people that take advantage of welfare, although I would also argue that those same people are not really making it big. But still, yeah. you're cheating the system. The system is there to help. So don't use it for whatever reasons for your nefarious purposes because I think it's 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 obnoxious and all it does is just encourages people to do the exact same thing. It's bullshit. It it's it propagates the same Yeah. yeah. Because what happens is if if you're following the rules and you're standing in line and then someone cuts in line and you're like, well, this one fuck am I standing in line? Right. You see it on the road all the time when you're driving cars. Oh yes. This one epic time, Jill and I were coming back from uh, uh, one of the one of the suburbs, and there was this accident that happened, like right okay. right before the on ramp to the interstate to get us back, and we were probably stuck on the road for an hour. Yeah. And it was awful. We were just inching along. Yeah. And inching just along. Just crawling. Crawling. And then all of a sudden. People started getting antsy, and they started driving off onto the shoulder. On the shoulder, yep. And just started flying by. And I was like... We made our own lane! We made our own lane! And I was really scared because I'm like, there was an accident up ahead. Yeah. There's ambulances, and there's people coming from both ways that are trying to get onto the same on-ramp. Right, right. And these people were just going, and people were like, they see him, they're like, fuck you, yeah, I'm going too. Right. And I was like, well, well if everyone else is doing it. I wanted to like pull an Xavier and like freeze time and just like talk to him and be like, you do realize we're all going to the same place. Right. We all want the same thing. Like, you want to go home, we want to go home. What makes your want be- more than my want? We, we all have something that we need to get to. Yeah. If we all follow these rules, we're going to be okay. We're going to get out. It's going to be all right. So Jill actually pushed her car out a little bit. To stop to people. block him. So yeah. this guy came and stopped right behind Jill, and Jill and I was like, "Did he land the horn?" No, he just stopped. And I was like, "Jill, thank you for doing that because yeah, I, yeah. you may have just saved some lives." Yeah, you don't know. I yeah. was watching people go up there, and I was like, "The people that are turning, they don't see these people coming from the shoulder. People don't know that someone's coming up on the shoulder because they don't expect it." No one. Yeah, you're not expecting that to turn into a lane of traffic. And Jill just she stopped him, and I was like, "Thank you for doing that." Yeah, because I'm like, "Oh my god, like this is so dangerous right now." And people are just like, "Fuck it, I don't want to do it." And then, yeah, he's doing it. I want to go. And yeah. It's a natural thing. It's where the like, lemming. It's the lemming uh, effect. Yeah. When like yeah. you see one person doing, you're like, great, and we're going to follow suit. Then it's amazing how quick you get to that state, too. Oh yeah. We're well, just like, well, well, I don't want to do this either. Well, the thing is, I think what I if you can gain an advantage, because that's there's there's part of it that I understand, which is if I can gain an advantage in something, I'm going to do it. You know, and it, it, I understand that it may disadvantage someone else, but they should choose to they should they should figure out a way to to get yeah you know to get a leg up on it. But at the same time, you, you can you can see both sides of it. You know what I mean? Because like you've got to look out for your number one. No one else is going to look out for you. So if I can do something to get myself a leg up, if everyone else has to, if if everyone if it puts everyone else at a disadvantage, not my problem. Yeah. But at the same time, if you're working in a collective and you're supposed to, as a society, be looking out for each other, then that line of thinking doesn't necessarily work as well. So I guess I guess like two. One's like a socialist. One's I get like you could like you put that in like a yeah. a political realm. Like there's two yeah. different ways of thinking about that. But well, there's a time and place for looking for the competitive advantage and exploiting it. You know, one of them is sports or some sort of competitive atmosphere like that, where it's like cool. Um, their running backs hurt. 
Or like maybe they're one of their star defensive guys has like a, a bum ankle. Great, let's run away from him because we know that he's not going to be able to catch up to right. us. Where well, you're exploiting that weakness, and that's fine. War, that's obviously something. Someone you know has they've overlooked something. You're exploiting it. Cool. Um, you know, I would. You know, there's a lot of different ways you can do that. Like but what to, makes that okay in those situations and not in traffic? All's fair in love and war, Justin. Right. One Jesus, could argue. Jesus dry, said that. One could. It's like a meme. It's <laughs> Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and then a picture of Thanos for some yeah, reason. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yes. <laughs> that is not Wait, what? accurate. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, those, those things don't make sense. One sense. could argue that, that driving is war, Doug. Oh, that's stupid. <laughs> stupid. That's Doug's but answer. But you know to... what? There's about 2% of me that's like, yeah, that's true. <laughs> so fucking true. You know what else you could consider a war? A throwdown? A throwdown. We got there quick today, didn't we? We did, yes. That's what she said. We're doing a shorty episode today. Nice. Thank you. I, I, I totally didn't miss I missed that. And then your, okay. your buzzer, your your air horn sound made me remember or hear what you just said. Dude, you need to relax. I can't. You need to just let the words come to you. <laughs> hey, deep, 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 deep. That's what I like your said. shirt. <laughs> I missed it. And then when your air horn sound <laughs> made me hear what you said again. <laughs> Did we just go back in time? So, <laughs> Deja what? Um, so today's throwdown uh, <laughs> episode got a little heavier than I thought it was going to get. Fuck yeah. Somehow. Well, originally we were going to talk about kids in prison. So, I mean, that's, <laughs> I, I mean, that's, yeah. one way or the other, we were going somewhere. So, so I'm going to flip it back around. We're going to do something a little lighter for the throwdown. Uh, we're going to take someone we mentioned. Cancer versus AIDS. Hey, go. Go. Oh. Um, <laughs> I'm sad now. <laughs> We're uh, we're gonna take someone we mentioned earlier. We're gonna take Bill Burr, uh-huh. and we're gonna put him in a comedy throwdown. Okay, a, again, it's similar to our Hodor versus Groot verbal okay. throwdown, but uh-huh. this one is this one is a, and I'm not gonna say uh, a roast per se, mm-hmm. but just comedians kind of just going at each other, sure. right? Uh, Bill Burr versus Louis C.K. I think two comedians who are arguably at the top of their game, uh, who both completely destroy people and topics in their own regard. They do. Both of them are experts at at dissecting things. I feel like you're more the expert in this with Louie than I am. I don't know Louie okay. as much as I know Bill Burr. See, the thing, okay, so the way that I would see it going down is that Bill Burr, we'll talk about advantages and disadvantages. Mm. Bill Burr has the raw anger and passion. Yeah. Louis C.K., I feel, has more of the nuance. Yeah. So it, it's it's someone who's coming in, it's it's basically you've got brute force versus strategy. Well, I would also say for the sake of um, like if they're performing in front of a crowd, I feel like Bill Burr gets more of an audience reaction out of his emotional. I think people connect with him more in that sort of sense. While Louis C.K. definitely makes awesome points and things like that, and he brings up some pretty cool stuff. His his delivery is generally pretty calm. It's calm, but. But Bill Burr's the kind of guy that's just like he'll he'll. Why the fuck are we even doing this? Right, he'll you know? he'll rile a crowd up. Yeah, but has <laughs> it's a weird. I don't know. It's a it's a weird point to make. But has has Bill Burr ever said the n word on stage and gotten away with it? Yes, and gotten away with it. Yes, he has. Yes. Okay, great. Then they're evenly matched on that <laughs> point. Um, I would because my point being that Louis C.K. Has a way of getting the like he he does connect with the audience. He gets them on his side mm-hmm. really quick, and he goes to some very fucked up places. Yeah, and so he's I think 
while Bill Burr can rile a crowd more, I don't think he excels more than Louis in actually getting a connection with the crowd. Yeah. Well, I think Bill Burr connects to that, like, animalistic part of it. You know, mm-hmm. he's he's very good. He, at, he connects to people's anger. Yeah, he yeah, does. like he flat out. That, yeah, and it's like <laughs> not only that, but every goddamn specialty talks about population control. Right. Every single one that he's absolutely done yeah has yeah. some sort of population control joke yeah. about it because that's how he feels. So I feel like in a fist fight in a in a flat out physical throwdown, I would have to give it to Bill Burr. Yeah, just because I feel like he is. But Louis taller, isn't he? Got he, more of a reach. He might be, but I feel like Bill Burr is just an animal. Like, because yeah. doesn't he box and like he? I feel like he does. I feel like he he work. He's he's very much into working out. And I like, think so. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like I give it to I give it to Bill in regards to if they're gonna if it came to it where they both just dropped the mics and came at each other. I feel like yeah. Bill Burr's got the advantage. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I I, I guess it it all depends on how on how you look. Their styles are very different, so it is hard to. To, to put them to to pit them against each other. Well, I other. just think about even you know in that uh, it's, I think it was called the green room with what's his nuts and it was it's usually this guy who brings on like four comedians. Yeah. Okay. And okay. They just yeah. Shoot the shit about comedy and yeah. things like that. And you showed me an episode of that where they were talking about basically being politically correct to some degree. Right. And they were talking about um, um, there was one guy special where everyone like basically said. The, the joke was, if my kid was gay, I would kill him because blah, blah, blah. Okay. I forget the name of the comedians. He was I on, can't remember. Yeah. He was on uh, 30 Rock, uh, Tracy. Mm. Tracy Morgan. Tracy Morgan. Yeah. And Bill Burr was making the case during that segment that he's like, look, you know, if you've seen the rest of that, it was taken out of context. Right. Like, if you saw the rest of that act, you, it was pretty raunchy. So he goes, that out of context is just not fair or right. whatever. But while – and he was debating pretty fiercely with this other woman, and he was <laughs> – Bill's so good at, like, just taking stuff and, like, putting up this, like – I almost want to call it the conspiracy theory wall. Okay. Where he just builds this thing where he's, like – he's, like <laughs> – he's got, like, an exception for everything. Okay. And that sort of regard. And sometimes it's annoying because I'm, like, Bill, relax. But he's just always, like – you know, he has this bit where he, he goes into a mall to buy something. Like, sir, can we have your phone number? He's, like, no. Right. I'm not going to give it to you. And they're like, well, I can't move forward. And the screen goes, guess you're going to have to get your manager. I'm not giving you my phone. Why? Why do you need my phone? Well, it's just a, no, you're not going to have, like, he's that kind of right, guy right. that he's going to have something where he's He like, draws a line in the sand and he will not pass like, that no, line. Now yeah. you're putting words in my mouth. That's right. not what I said. Like, right. he's he's really, like, it's so, it's, so I for that sort of stuff, I give him the advantage. I, I I would have to agree. I will reluctantly agree to that. Yes. Yeah, because he. Because he, we're not talking about they're coming with prepared material. They're essentially coming to just give each other shit. They're coming, yeah, they're coming just to go to town on each other. Yeah. So, uh, eh, rephrase, let me rephrase that. <laughs> That's what she said. Your air horn died. Yeah, that didn't make sense. But I would have to say in that regard, yeah, I think I would. You have swayed me in this throwdown. I will give the advantage to Bill Burr in the sense that I feel like he can. I feel like he his erratic nature, yes. I think, will win out just a little bit more. I think he's just. If they, again, if they had time to prepare things, maybe, maybe Louis, but I feel like Bill's just. And I'm again. I'm basing this on audience like reaction. Yeah, yeah. And I just think Bill's erratic nature plays more. You're basing this off of the Philly show. (laughs) Actually, I didn't even consider that (laughs) until now. But yeah, he definitely riled that crowd. (laughs) 
<laughs> so and I'm just thinking, you know, but obviously that was all aimed at the, the crowd. So right, exactly. Now he's going to aim that at Louis. Right. <laughs> so That's fair, yeah. So I would give it to him. Now, that did, by no means do I say Bill Burr's a better comedian than Louis or vice versa. Right. They're obviously different. They're fantastic comedians. But yeah. I just think in that sort of scenario that we built in space that, um, you know, they're broadcasting to everywhere else. Naturally, Zero yeah. gravity as they're, like, making fun of each other. Man, your nuts, your nuts feeling weird up here in zero gravity? Yeah. <laughs> This is weird. <laughs> and then they just hug. And then they yeah. hug. The end. <laughs> All right, Yay! there you go. Bill Burr for the win. Woo, 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 woo. Um, guys, thanks for listening. Uh, you can catch... Do you have anything you want to recommend before I go into the, the end spiel? Uh, go buy a drone. They're yeah. really fun. Just, Justin bought a drone. <laughs> Two East 8th bought a drone. And Justin, on behalf of Two East 8th, bought I, that I drone. I purchased... I was the one to physically purchase it with our company card, but yes. it was So technically, I went and got the drone, but yes. yeah. Yes. Uh, it's fucking fun. <laughs> That's so cool. That's so cool. Yeah. Uh, I'd recommend One Punch Man. Again, I just finished it yesterday. It's a pretty cool show. It's only 12 episodes currently on Netflix. So I recommend it. Check it out. It's fun. It's good stuff. Uh, also, um, by the time this airs, I will have a show tomorrow uh, at uh, 8 p.m. at the Playground Theater with uh, the Real Housewives of Improv. And uh, we'll be opening up for them. My team is Recess. Ticket should be $10. So that would be Friday, Friday the 19th, 19th of May. Of May, in the year of our Lord, 2017. That's right. Uh, so you can go check that out. Um, but also, you can find uh, MindGap on uh, Facebook. You Look can for our that. page there. You can find us on Twitter at MindGap Podcast. And reach out to us and let us know, like, you know, if you have kids or, you know, do you think... Do you, you want to get rid of one of them? Do you want to get rid of one of them? You know, um, Mind Gap will take them. Yeah, for, for a fee. Right. Disposal fee. Wow. Um, so basically, um, you know, let us know, like, what do you think about, you know, if you, if you have kids or if you, you know, have been around kids and you have thoughts like how media watching things has affected you after that sort of stuff. Like, let us know. How, how's it work for you? Am I weird? Are how's you that weird? working out? How's that working out? Uh, also, Justin has a website. You can find me online at justinstranlin.com, on Twitter and Instagram, at Justin underscore Michael, spelled M-I-K-E-L. It is the fun way of spelling it. Uh, check us out, uh, 2 slash mindgap. Um, you can also, on 2 uh, com you can find the other podcast I do with Milos every Monday called The Best Bar Podcast Ever. Uh, last week, we did a really cool um, episode with Villains uh, Bar in the Villains South Loop. Villains liked us on, on Twitter. They did, yeah. They're uh, some really cool dudes over there, so go check them out. Um, that's what I'll recommend. I'll recommend going to check out Villains in the South Loop. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, their breakfast sandwich is out of sight. What would they have on it? It's, uh, I think it was like pork sausage, mm-hmm. um, fried egg, mm-hmm. some arugula, something mm-hmm. else, some sort of like chipotle mayo, something. and. Okay. Chabada roll. It was just really Ooh, fucking good. Wow. Yeah, it was really good. The flavors just were perfect. Awesome. Um, yeah, on iTunes, on Stitcher, subscribe to us, review us. Uh, just take takes 30 seconds, 60 seconds. Just write a quick review. Just let us know what you think of us. It helps us move up the ranks and helps us do cool stuff. So Yeah. And we'll love you forever. Yeah. Guys, have a great week, and we will see you next week. Kisses. Kissy, kissy, kissy. Mind Gap Podcast.